It's the year 20 squared. An unknown virus threatens our very way of life. As it spreads across the globe, it leaves turmoil and economic destruction in its wake. The world governments begin closing borders and quarantining its citizens. Anyone without a job that is deemed essential must stay at home to prevent further spread of the virus. But for some people, the signal never stops. And there are still video games to be played. Lit Gaming Arena presents Terminal News. Terminal News. This is the video game podcast where we talk about video game news and video game industry news. I'm Simulated Justin, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Marcus. I'm Simulated Marcus. Yeah, this is a very robotic episode. Um, we're all robots here, living in a simulated world of uh, viruses and video games. Ha, ha, ha. Good one, Justin. Thank you. This is a very great bit that I just came up with uh, in my recent memory. Low memory. Memory. Low. System. Failing. System. Crash. Reboot. Required. Humans not around. Dead due to virus. Ah, shit. The computers are doing it again. <laughs> God damn it. They're, they're alive. God damn it. We, yeah, we programmed an AI to do the podcast this week, and it fucked us. Ah, yeah, we yeah we tried to get out of the work. Uh, hold on, hold on. I should do it. Ah, fuck. These goddamn computers, man. It wasn't going to be a good them? episode with those simulated versions of us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work on the, the, the programming a little better for that to, uh, for that to be a thing. But, uh, yeah, so, hey, uh, I'm real Justin, and I'm joined by real Marcus. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think I'm a clone. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I mean, that's what that's what happens when you use the uh, Star Trek uh, transporter. You're, yeah, you... I don't like to think about that. <laughs> One time I transported, <laughs> but it didn't kill my original self. Oh, and... sh- then you had to do the dirty work. You need to well, go back and find it. I don't know which me did the dirty work. Oh, no. And that's the real problem. <laughs> that is a real problem. Oh, shit. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, you want to be the prestige. Is yeah. What yeah, we're trying to say. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you don't, uh, that's a, that's the shit that keeps you up at night. <laughs> no, whether or not you're the one that you're the real original one the or prestige. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of which that is a really good movie i love that movie a lot i mean i for me personally that's my favorite movie of his christopher nolan yeah. he's a it's Real really tenet tough maybe better <laughs> god fucking tenet that's coming out soon this month 
but I don't know if the theater's going to be open because like things are going back downhill again. So I don't know. Here in uh, Montana, we got 96 new cases today. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I mean, granted, like half of those are from like a single like care facility um, here in Billings. It's not not quite an old folks. home. It's like a memory, like people with like dementia and Alzheimer's, I believe. Yeah, so, three people died there. Fuck. Yeah, shit's not great. Um, we're still like a lot better off than most places, but yeah, like when Montana with our population have that amount in one day, that's not good. And I think like the other half of those are out of Bighorn County. Yep. Which is, <laughs> it's really, I shouldn't be laughing, but like they haven't, Bighorn County has been like the worst as far as um, trying to contain the virus. Um, and yeah, so like, yeah, it's shit's happening. It makes the rest of the state look bad, even though like most of us are pretty well on top of it. Um, as far as like, I mean, mask usage, I still see a lot of people without masks, but I mean, like, I don't know. I think a lot of places are still pretty well, um, doing the right thing for the most part elsewhere in the state, but they're just, it's like, there's certain hot spots um, Bighorn County is like to us, the rest of the state as like Florida is to the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but it's fucking true. I mean, it's very hyperbolic, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and in fact, Florida might be worse for the rest of the country. I'm sorry. Any of our Florida listeners, I'm sorry maybe move out of florida you got to do the bugs bunny thing you got to just saw florida off let it float out to sea (laughs) 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 oh shit okay well let's let's get to some news here (laughs) now that i've now that i've alienated a lot of people let's uh let's let's do the podcast (laughs) (laughs) shit where'd my where'd my news go God damn. Okay, there we go. There we go. We're in the news. Okay. Let's see. What should we cover first? How about... How about, how about this? Board game designer Eric Lang suspended from Twitter. Um, known as one of the most famous board game designers on the planet. He's been suspended... <laughs> he was, he's been suspended from Twitter after what he says was a targeted campaign by a scumbag serial harasser. Huh. Yeah. Um, so he's a designer of stuff like Blood Rage and the Star Wars and Game of Thrones card games. Um, he's worked with Fantasy Flight and Come On. Uh, so he's been... Uh, yeah, so, so... Oh, shit. Yeah, so this is like... He's like... I th- he, when I see that... When I see like... When he... They they have quotes from the person saying that saying stuff like scumbag serial harasser. Turns out like it that's might that's more or less true. Um, so he's been using Facebook and Twitter to speak up about social issues, and then he uh, speaks about his own experiences as a black man in the um, facing police harassment. Um, but yeah, so people are like legitimately harassing him, and they got him like suspended from Twitter. So he he didn't even uh, he didn't mention the person's name. He said to whom I refuse to give free publicity. Um, 
but yeah, so I don't, it's pretty, these, these type of people want to talk about cancel culture. Like it goes both ways here. <laughs> like, come, like, come on. Like, like the, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like the, the people that are harassing him, they got to be this. They're the same people that are like, oh, cancel culture. They're going to you cancel everybody. You got to you, you, it's free freedom of speech on Facebook and, and Twitter. You got to be able to say whatever you want. And uh, and they're, they're the, those libtards are going to cancel you. And then they turn around and they do this. I don't know. It's not it's not good shit. Um, but yeah, so on Twitter it still has. uh has not said anything about the suspension. Uh, the uh, writer from Kotaku, Luke Plunkett, says, Hey, Twitter, give Eric his Twitter account back. Um, continuing in the line of bad news, over sixty or f- over 50 sexual misconduct allegations have uh, the Super Smash Brothers community in turmoil. Yeah, I tried to read some of this, but there were so many people that I've never heard of. But I mean, I don't follow Smash, yeah, like, competitive Smash closely by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. Yeah, neither do I. But yeah, it just sounds like there's a lot of stuff, and it a lot of it also involves like being like streamers too, because there's a lot of streamers that are involved with this. And yeah, this little Me Too movement is uh, it's, it's pretty ugly. There's a lot of bad shit being exposed right now. Um, I mean, and there's a lot of harassment going on as a result of it as well. I mean, in along the lines of like the streamers, I mean, just this last week, last week we reported on a streamer who had committed suicide. And in that time frame, there, there's news of two more that have done it. And in both instances, there was people that were commenting in their posts saying to kill themselves and. They'd made social media posts saying, hey, reach out to somebody if you're feeling down or blah, 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 like that, that like the same, the same thing everybody always says, like when, when something bad is going on, they say, hey, if you, uh, if you're going through a hard time, reach out to somebody, there's just express your, your thoughts or, or whatever. And then later on, turns out they committed suicide. So I think Moral of the story is if if somebody is saying that and they're a streamer, maybe reach out to them first. They might be streaming's tough, man. I it's it's I mean, obviously it's not my career choice. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see that article or not the article, but that Reddit post a couple years ago ago? That dude that was a uh, he was streaming full time and he made a kind of a post about it. It's like several albums. And he told like his story about being trying to be a full time streamer and how it basically ruined his life because he quit his job to be a full time streamer and he he lost his girlfriend and he like lost like his his family abandoned him and his house was a wreck because he wasn't taking care of himself because he was so worried about streaming like 10 to 12 hours a day trying to make it on Twitch he trying just to became, chase those those numbers yeah so i mean and he said like it every once in a while you would get someone that would raid you and you get a bunch of people but like it always dwindled out and you never he you never really actually get all that many followers or viewers when you're streaming that like enough to where you're making money so it kind of turned his whole life upside down i think he's still doing stuff i don't know what to what capacity he's streaming i kind of almost wonder if that post had like almost the op that the 
the effect of where people are like, oh, maybe we should start watching this guy. And then he kind of probably got a big boost because that like hit like the front page of Reddit. And people still link to it every now and then whenever people bring up streamers having a hard time. So, but in general, like streaming is, God, it's, it's one of the hardest things because you're just shouting into a void, I mean, much like a podcast, but I mean, shit, we're not, we're doing this podcast and we put the episode out once a week when you're streaming, you're sitting there and you're trying, if you're trying to do that full time, that's, that's, that's a lot of screen time. That's a lot of work. I mean, I couldn't imagine I can't even imagine time. Yeah. I can't even imagine like being like Ninja, like the amount of the amount of money Ninja is paid to fucking stream. And like, I, I could, I could be making that much money amount of money and I still would not want to just sit in front of a computer and stream that long every day. That's, it's just insane. Which speaking of Ninja, he, uh, he's, he's over on YouTube now. So he's, He's running he's running the gambit of streaming platforms. I mean, first we had him on Twitch, then we had him on Mixer. He uh he gave Facebook the middle finger, which is probably the one good thing he ever did in his life. <laughs> um and uh he's on YouTube. And so his uh his first uh his first stream uh had over 100,000 viewers. And in comparison, his first Mixer stream after he defected from Twitch um, had it peaked at around 80,000 viewers. So there's a little more traction on YouTube, obviously. But yeah, this ninja guy, I don't know. I don't know about him. <laughs> this is the I Blevins. Like I, I don't the like Fuck him. I don't have Blev flu. <laughs> Blev flu. <laughs> yeah, streaming. God, at it's rough, man. It's rough for a lot of the little guys out there, especially like all the mixer people scrambling, trying to uh, go to all these other platforms and uh, making their name kind of all over again. Um, and speaking of people going from other platforms, um, it's looking like uh, TikTok is going to get banned in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, it got banned in India. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's looking because what the catalyst was the like China passed some sort of law that any Chinese apps can be forced to hand over uh, private data to the Chinese government, which is pretty shitty for, from a security standpoint. Um, so like they're the kind of the red, the alarm bells have been ringing trying to be like, Hey, don't fucking use TikTok anymore. Cause you're gonna get your, you're going to be in a CCP database. The Chinese government's going to come for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so TikTok's going to get banned. So everyone's kind of, I think most people are just going to Instagram is what it sounds like, which I don't know. It, it's, it's nowhere near the same. I know you're not a TikTok guy, but uh, there's a lot of funny things on TikTok that I enjoyed. I never had a TikTok account though. So I'm good. <laughs> um let's see what other big news here we do we have um oh yeah offline tv fandom divided after popular streamer thrown out over abuse allegations and offline tv is like a group of streamers they're like the the um the jake paul team 10 where it's just like a bunch of streamers living in the same house kind of thing where it's like it's like a power group but they're like a boy band 
but for streamers, <laughs> kind of. And I think there's not just boys in it though, but it's like it's like a power group. I I don't know what other like way you can describe it. It's just like you you get a whole bunch of people that are already popular. You put them in one place and then they work together and they just kind of build each other up in a way. Um, but it, it was so called uh, a bel- a beloved streamer house. Um, I know according to a friend of mine, they were more or less like they're supposed to be one of the good ones. They were supposed to be like more like they was less shitty than other groups, but apparently not. So they, uh, they parted ways with Fedmeister, a streamer who is regarded as one of the cl- content, content collective's biggest personalities alongside Pokimane, Lily Pichu, Disguised Toast, and Yvonne. Yeah, so, yeah, so they, uh, they, he got the boot over these allegations of, uh, d- d- abuse. I don't know. I don't see if they were um, sexual or not. Nope. That never actually. Wait. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It's that's pretty fucked up. So Yvonne published a note titled "My Truth" in which she said that on multiple occasions, um, Fedmeister came into her room, crawled in the bed with her, and touched her without her consent. Jesus. So. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them big time. That's, yeah, that's, that's really bad. I'm not, not, Jesus Christ. Sounds like I'm laughing over here. It's terrible. That's, yeah, that, blast him into the sun. <laughs> Seriously, that's fucked up. Um, but moving on to the next thing here. The Last of Us 2 developer condemns online harassment of people who worked on the game. Um, so uh, Neil Druckmann posted a bunch of screenshots on Twitter. People using a lot of uh, hating on the game because of character decisions uh, in the game. As well as saying a lot of uh, anti-Semitic slurs. I don't know. Did you see any of this at all? Um, the, I mean, there's specifically been a lot of, the images. I I didn't see anything necessarily involving this fully, but I mean, there's just Last of Us Two has had a lot of discourse surrounding it. A lot of vitriol. Um, as as to be expected, it's the type of game that does seem like its purpose is to stir the fucking pot in many ways, but. Aside from just the standard discourse involving the story and everything, uh, just people have been like, the game's been review bombed, their voice actors are being harassed, you know, Neil Druckmann's been oddly defending the game on Twitter, showing up in people's mentions, because apparently you're not allowed to hate on the game, even if, like, criticism be criticism, like, uh, once, like, uh, Jason Schreier made a post that was really just vague, but it just said video games are too long. And obviously it was pointed at like without stating that it was about last of us Two. like people just assumed it was about last of us Two. Neil Druckmann showed up all mad about that. And the Twitter mentions, (laughs) God, and it's just like, I think, I I, I think he probably got 
I, I I would I would say not not trying to like defend him for doing that, but like I think he might have gotten more or less. I want to not, not to use the word triggered, but I mean by all the shit that people have been like tagging him in and like sending to him directly, probably put him into the state of like rage where he's just lashing out at anybody. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's just I I feel definitely with this, it's just a very strong vocal minority. Probably the people review bombing the game weren't going to buy the game anyway. The game already has sold over 4 million units. Yeah. Like, boo-hoo, Neil Druckmann. Go cry yourself to sleep in your big old pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like some of the like so he one of the things that he said was you can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it unfortunately too many of the message i've been getting are vile hateful and violent um and the screenshots he shared or had messages um containing homophobic transphobic anti-semitic and other hateful remarks uh, including one that said hopefully covid19 kills your whole toxic feminist studio jeez yeah like some and that's that's probably the lightest one that i've seen out of all these, like I, some of this shit is not something I even want to say on the podcast. It's so bad. Um, uh, and they, the, even the studio had responded saying, although we were welcome, critical discussion, we condemn it, condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority, but we almost work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. But yeah, I, this it's crazy like the clearly this game has upset a lot of people in one way or another i mean and that's like part of the reason why i just it it was the same way with the first game in many ways yeah and that's just part of why i don't engage with that series yeah so i don't have to deal with any of this shit well there there's there's something that you might like in it and and from what i've heard i haven't played it myself either but um, I, I I guess there you could say there there's somewhat of an Anakin moment. I won't go any further than that. I mean, I have listened to a lengthy spoiler cast on okay, it, but I mean, so, obviously on the air we can't discuss it. Yeah, but yeah, I won't say anything more than that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, see anything? It, is there anything else involving The Last of Us Two, or should we move on? I think we should move on. All right. Next up, Xbox slash Microsoft is interested in acquiring Mortal Kombat and Batman developers. So this one's interesting because listening to Giant Bomb talk about this where they're saying like, yeah, like they'll get like they might be buying the like Warner Brothers like gaming stuff, but they might not get any of the properties because Warner Brothers was licensed. Yeah. Yeah, because Warner Brothers licenses like most of that stuff, like the Batman games, and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, most of the stuff they make is licensed property stuff. Yeah. So really, the game they would potentially get out of it is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, because that's a IP that is tied to Nether Realms. Yeah. Yeah. So they would get that, but then like everything else would be like, well, we we have the people that made those games, but we have to relicense the properties. <laughs> It, it seems like the real winners here is AT&T <laughs> because in the end, like well, they're going to, they're going to sell off the gaming stuff and then still get to license the properties and still make more money off of it. 
that's why the only way I would see it really working in anybody's benefit is if they were able to just buy Time Warner wholesale, but they're not looking to sell that. They're just looking yeah. to sell the gaming division, which, yeah, so AT&T would be the sole victor in this. Like, it's a bad deal. Um, yeah. It's, as much as I yeah. do think that all those teams and studios are a good fit for Microsoft, and I mean, I would, you know, I would want them to buy it because I yeah. want the Mortal Kombat Killer Instinct crossover I always dreamed of. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, I feel this one's uh, too hot to touch for Microsoft, to be honest, at this point. It's, yeah. it's going to be too expensive for what you get. Because, I mean, what you get is Mortal Kombat, which, I mean, the sales of Mortal Kombat franchise are high right now. It's higher than it's ever been. Yeah. But, but that's about all you get because you, you're not getting the Batman, really. You you would get the dev team behind Batman. Yeah. I mean, and those are good. That's a good dev team. <laughs> but all those teams are good teams. Yeah. Like another Realm team's good team. Like Rocksteady's a good team. Um, yeah. Like the, if if they bought, like, I think because talking about it in the way of like, yeah, they're gonna get all these properties. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like you said, the only thing that would for sure would be Mortal Kombat. But all these other ones, it's all licensed shit. Properties that are non-licensed shit that they make, which I can't really, nothing comes to mind. But yeah, so when you originally showed me an article about when this, when this was first going down or the, the rumors were coming out, and at first I was like, man, this would be a huge get for Microsoft, but now it sounds like maybe not. <laughs> maybe it isn't. Like, it would be, it'd be cool to see them get all those teams, but I think they would need to really put out some really strong messaging out there to be to to counteract the fact that they likely wouldn't be making the teams or be making the games that people know those teams for. Yeah, and I mean I I would like to see some of those teams do something more original. Yeah, that too. Like is there like uh, even Nether Realms I think like Nether Realms has obviously bounced between making Injustice and uh Mortal Kombat for the yeah. last like decade and a half it feels like so like what like do you if you bought them you couldn't make injustice you'd just be making you'd force that team to just make mortal Kombat, or once again they they could team up with those killer instinct boys and make (laughs) mortal Kombat killer instinct crossover yeah Yeah. and that i i'm almost for sure like that would happen if they did if they did buy uh the warner brothers like gaming division and got another realm that like I think that's the one for sure thing we would be able to expect. <laughs> I want it so bad, but, but everything just, else is just like yeah they get these cool. I mean we're we're looking at Avalanche Avalanche Software, Monolith Productions, Rocksteady, TT Games, and uh, a few others. But like you get all those teams and get them working on something cool, man that could be good shit. I, I think uh, like Microsoft did. And everybody's just throwing their hat in the arena, really. Uh, but Activision's technically a better fit for it because they already license stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right there. And then it would be multi-platform and it wouldn't be tied to just Xbox or Xbox PC anyway. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it would either have to be... Uh, is EA in the talks? Because I was like, Activision or EA are a much better fit than Microsoft. But I haven't I mean, seen Microsoft just would mean Mortal Kombat would be quote yeah. unquote console exclusive, which would be a little bizarre, but I mean, Mortal <laughs> yeah. Kombat kind of has that Xbox aesthetic to it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, 
Yeah, I I haven't seen anything about EA though, but I wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. EA just swoops in last minute, throws a couple million on the table, a couple <laughs> billion on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and uh speaking of major investments, uh Sony invests 250 million dollars into Epic Games for further collaboration. It's just bananas. I mean, it's still a minority mistake, see- but Jesus, that's a lot of money. Is Kratos going to be showing up on that Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some some Sony. We're going to get Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus. Spider-Man there and Fortnite. There is going to be Spider-Man because there's already been Thanos in there. Yeah, they're going to get Spider-Man. We're going to get, we're oh, gonna get Nathan Drake. See, and you said Spider-Man, and they just released uh, what that the case for that Spider-Man game looks like. So yeah. the first PS5 case. Yeah, uh, that white that right. white border or that white that white bar on the top that does look pretty good. I, I kind of somebody did a mock up of a black case uh, instead of the blue case, and I, I liked that better. But you know where I'm. They also did the clear case for the like a PS3 case yeah. for it, and I liked that better too. Yeah, uh, but I know like their blue the blue's been kind of their thing lately, and I'm sure whoever makes their blue cases they probably just have a deal and plus they're probably the same size as the ps4 one so it's just like, oh yeah for sure oh we're just basically like oh they've already <laughs> produced x amount of these might as well just shove just, these cases. yeah we'll just use them we're not going to be using discs much much longer anyways that the, the playstation Speaking 5 which, the, not without a disc drive edition that's a lot of words <laughs> Capcom reported uh 80% of their sales from last quarter were uh well from last year were uh all digital. Did that doesn't surprise me. I mean everybody's going all in on the digital. Like, people were like, "Oh, it's because of the coronavirus." And they were like, "No, this is pre-coronavirus." <laughs> yeah, this is so, yeah, cuz they're what when's their physical physical year? Yeah, I don't even know. Right. I just know they reported those numbers and yeah. it was like 80% which is just bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Well, and I know on, I hate to rehash what they said on giant bomb, but they talked about how, uh, Xbox has at one point looked into buying Capcom, but that was pre yeah. monster hunter made them more money than Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, and that, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I would, I'd personally be a little upset, but, that's because, like, I associate so strongly Devil May Cry was a Sony game, you know? Yeah. Like, that was a PlayStation game for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and and on this on the subject of next-gen games, it sounds like there's more studios that are going to be falling in line with the $70 price point. We discussed this last week in our displeasure at the whole concept. The $70 price point is an inevitability, yeah, what it I was going to happen. Is, it still happens. It's st- it doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, it, <laughs> like it was an inevitability. It was eventually like games have to go up in price. It's going to have to happen. It costs more and more to make these things. Games the the cost would never go down is basically my yeah. point. Like if you want cheaper games, that's what indie games are for, but even the price of those has gone yeah. up the, exponentially the cost over of, the yeah, years. Yeah, well now we have like the what what you've said before the concept of a a AAA indie game. Yeah, well like the standard price of an indie game way, way back in the day when kind of like the boom started was 15 bucks. Yeah. Like most indie games were not above 15 and you still do find games priced at 15 for sure. And even some cheaper than that for sure. Yeah. But now it's like, it's like 25 yeah, is the standard, 25, basically. 30. 
Yeah. Like it, it's just gone up and up and up. Uh, yeah. Like for a while it was, you know, it was 15, then 20, then 25. And now it's like 30 and some indie games are even at 40 bucks and 50 bucks. So, yeah, which I mean, isn't, you know, look at the game and decide if it's worth that to you, like whatever it's worth to you. Otherwise, wait until it's on sale. All games eventually go on sale, especially indie games. But yeah. And someone had that. Someone tagged us and a bunch of other gaming people in a in a Twitter uh, post asking like what our thoughts were on it. And I said the same thing that we said in our podcast last week where I was like, I'm still not over the fact that games went from 50 to $60. Hell no. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm really upset about that too. And uh, somebody, somebody had replied and said, well, I mean, games still like the developers still have to get paid and, and, and the money has to come from That's somewhere. Not where the money's going. That's and, not where that money's going. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, with DLC and in-game cosmetics, those de- developers st- are still going to get paid. And like, their response was, "Well, I I don't agree with DLC, and I don't I don't pay for for in-game cosmetics." I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's that's you." But my point is, is like games games have never been more profitable thanks to cosmetics and DLC. Yeah, and I'm like, you if you're not partaking, you're not partaking. The, I mean, like the, everyone else is DLC still going to want predatory. Yeah, like, everyone it's, still it's the is whales. doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I was <laughs> like, it's it's the fact is is they're not squeezing like like hypothetically. Uh, let let's just say they price a DLC out at uh twenty five, like a season pass at twenty five or thirty dollars. I mean, most season passes are thirty dollars now. Yeah. Um. So let's just say thirty. It, but let's just say. Joe Schmo doesn't buy D- the DLC at 30. You're still going to have it like there's someone like me who's like, might as well pony up and buy like yeah. the deluxe edition of the game yeah. with the season pass in case I want it. Yeah, I might um, as well shell out a hundred bucks instead of 70 so that I can get all the DLC. Or I, and I mean, I think of uh, once again, all this shit's really predatory. Uh, Borderlands uh, being one of the worst with that, where. It was the they sold the game at a hundred bucks for the uh, game plus season pass, yeah. and then post launch they raised the game price to if you wanted the game plus the season pass, it was a hundred and twenty. Oof, yeah, that's shitty. Yeah, so uh, so in some ways that becomes like uh, they're it's predatory on the fact that even people like me who go I'm saving money, quote unquote, even though I know I'm not, you're better off. Like now I I think I've seen the game with the season pass for like 30 now. So and I mean, all that content's not even out yet. So, yeah, <laughs> you're you're you'd have been better off just waiting and buying it now. Anyway, patient yeah. gamers always profit. Uh, I talked oh, yeah. about that with Mortal Kombat. The yeah. com- the complete edition that just came out is a better deal than anybody got. The the people like me who bought that game for one hundred dollars with the season pass got righteously fucked. Because yeah. they released more content and are charging $40 for that content update, yep. which would mean I have to stack another $40 on top of the $100 I already spent. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you wait a year, then you get all that shit for 40 bucks, including for, the for game. For a single price. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, I, didn't, I think Giant Bomb, they mentioned that where it's just like they're kind of looking at it. We're like, yeah, all the people that are going to buy this on day one are going to pony up the, the 70 bucks and the people that are going to wait are going to wait until it lowers the price anyway. So it's like they're totally taking advantage of people that want to buy the game on day one. I mean, which sucks because then you're abusing the uh, the the people who kind of your early adopters, the people who yeah. 
are your most dedicated fans uh, yep. are getting fucked the most. It, and that reminds me of like uh, TV and cable internet providers where like new customers will get like the the sweet year deal where it's like, oh yeah, your mm-hmm. your internet costs like 30 bucks a month for the first year. But if you've been a customer with us for 12 years, fuck you, you're paying full price. It, which makes no <laughs> sense. Um, it's all backwards, but yeah, I mean like uh, r- another example, uh, small term, but is Witcher 3. <laughs> Uh, you know, that game came out at $60. I'm not arguing that game wasn't worth every penny people spent on it. The yeah. 60, if they bought the season pass, if they bought, you know, all the fucking content extra at full price, like it earned all that. Yeah. But currently you can get the complete edition of that game regularly for 15 fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and that's a lot of game for 15 bucks. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, patient, yeah, patient yeah. gaming uh, is a, is a big money saver. Like, yeah, and I I mean, and then on the side earlier, um, which this is always interesting because I have I have friends that go either way on this. But uh, going back to Jason Schreier's tweet about, uh, you know, games being too long and many people even said uh, they like, uh, you know, the games need to be cut down and be like, make less game uh, and pay developers more like and yeah. don't basically abuse these people. And and I would still buy that at 60 bucks, which yeah. is like that's a person like me. But my friend is like, absolutely not. Games should be as big as possible and take the oh, longest Jesus. possible. I've got which time I mean, for that. Fine. <laughs> but th- but that's the thing. I like we're just different types of gamers. I buy tons of games, so I want a shorter game so I can experience a plethora of experiences, like tons and tons of different experiences. But they're a gamer who is a patient gamer. They wait. They usually buy games when they're ultra cheap and then they play games like Witcher or Assassin's Creed Odyssey and they just live in those worlds for three, four hundred hours or more. <laughs> and which I mean, it's fine. Uh, like, I mean, and that's just different strokes for different folks at the end of the day. Like for me, I'm like, I, I do about one or two of those a year and that's it. Like, because I just can't play a game that's a, that's that fucking long at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I like a a tighter, cleaner experience. And I mean, and you'll know this from listening to a giant bomb deliberate, like game of the year deliberations at any point in time. And even just sentiments from almost every game podcast I've listened to in the last year. The thing I hear over and over again, talking about games like last of us two or uh, any game that's been like super long, uh, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey included in this is video games seem to need editors. Like, yeah, can they get an editor in there that just cuts all this shit out? That's the words I've been hearing all the fucking yeah, time. Like um, and, Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which which I mean, like I agree with. I, I think games can be need to be tightened up a bit um, and get rid of the stuff that makes the game last long for no reason. <laughs> like there a lot of games just have pointless fluff and, and i mean part of that is i think where people are still making games kind of in that older style where they had to put a lot of padding in there um you know and and i'm not saying last of us 2 suffers from padding i'm saying yeah. it, it probably what i hear about it is that it goes a bit longer in that there was essentially a last of us 3 thrown in there that they just compressed down and made it a final act of that game yeah, to get it done and over with, which is maybe a little too grindy uh, at the end of the day. And who knows? I don't know. That's like, like I, I feel, I feel the 35 hour model is fine. 
like honestly I, I like God of War was that long that seems to be Sony's I, I feel so that's what Sony's demanding from their first party studios is hey make a 35 hour game yeah um, and I'm only citing that because the God of War artist was when he saw like the new Unreal Engine stuff he was like oh man you can't make a 35 hour game and he kept specifically saying the 35 hours huh. I was like that's weird that you're that's kind of like yeah, become your mantra specific <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and it, and then you have the opposite where there are games coming out that are nothing but fucking fluff because they're trying to entice you into paying for something to skip parts of the game because they're just pay-to-win bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of that's been kicked around like Ubisoft games. I don't fully agree with that on certain games that I, I've seen that in like Ubisoft offered. It's for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, an EXP doubler. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't feel like some people were like, no, it was bi- like... I've heard at least Jim Sterling said the game was designed that it was, you know, with technically the regular EXP is with the doubler in mind. And then they halved the EXP when you made it. And I don't buy that in the slightest. Like, <laughs> I, I at no point in that game was under leveled. And you're like, yes, you do have to do side shit, quote unquote, to like level up. But you shouldn't yeah. be doing that anyway. You shouldn't just be bum rushing the mainline story to get it done and over with. They didn't build this whole fucking world for you to see like 10 locations and be done. <laughs> like, wow. That's just insulting to the developers at the end of the day. If you just were like, I did the story, the mainline story content and that's it. Like, that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and I always see those things as like you're paying more to play less of a game <laughs> if you're. Yeah, buying that stuff. I mean, uh, but Borderlands Three also had an EXP uh, boost. Um, what you got, you, you would start with the EXP boost. I forget for how long if you just pre-ordered the game. So I had it at some point or another. I don't remember if it was a doubler or not. I have no idea. Which I mean, like I know some games give you options. Uh, which Last of Us Two has had a lot of accolades for that. For you can turn on and off. It's like pre-order stuff, like you know, the bonuses that you'd get. So yeah, I just, the games and, and that's why, like, I I always hear the argument of like this being before the $70 thing of people always. And I've said this on the show of when when are games going to be like more than $60? We've already been living in a game, a world where games were more than 60 bucks. Games were regularly coming with season passes and noticeably had sections of the game that were chopped. Um, many of games I played the, uh, the DLC was the actual ending of the fucking game. Um, <laughs> oh God. Nothing. And Capcom, as much as I love them, they are the worst when it comes to DLC to this day. They're the worst when it comes to DLC. Um, I think everybody knows just how bad Azura's wrath was with DLC where literally, literally the end of that game was the DLC. Wow. It, when you beat the game, it says to be continued. It just leaves off on a cliffhanger. Wow. Yeah, they they sold you the end of the game in the season pass, which seems illegal, but it's not. And they were, I mean, the early adopters of the on-disc DLC, which most games have done away with. Uh, But they, you know, like uh, Tekken, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken had the, uh, the Dirty Dozen, as they were called, but the 12 DLC characters that were already built into the game on the disc. (laughs) <laughs> and you had to pay for them, <laughs> which is just asinine, like games. for And it, like, I mean, I've been I've had this beef with DLC since the beginning where like 
I, I think way, way back with Oblivion, um, and I didn't even like that that game had DLC. Granted, its DLC was more acceptable because it was more in the realm of Expansion Pass. They made it post-game, and it did take a long time to come out. But after we got into the territory of pre-planned DLC, where it was already in production before the game's out, or in some cases, uh, you know, I'm looking at UMass Effect Andromeda, <laughs> or many other games where they've sold season passes that, that they never, never... Yeah, they never made good on. the game didn't sell well enough. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Also had a bunch of content that they sold season passes and promises to people. Then the game underperformed and they went, all right, pack it in, guys. We're not making the rest of the season pass. Yeah. Like, which I mean, granted, you could say the consumers are just the idiots for buying into this shit. Don't pre-order a fucking season pass. Yeah. But but it's also not the burden shouldn't be on the consumer. Yeah. At the end. If of the you're day. paying for a product, you should get the product you paid for. Yeah. And I mean, I think. Anybody who's been playing games for the last 10 years has been burned by DLC. Oh, yeah. We like it's happened to all of us. DLC fucking pre-order bonuses. I, I mean, I wish I didn't get pre-order bonuses. 90% of the time, it's just junk anyway. Uh, but it. I hate that it's usually like get this in-game item that will make you like usually super overpowered for the like the first five levels of a game. And then it's like, well, I don't want to like break the game. Yeah. Break my experience for this shit, which is kind of why I do appreciate something like Last of Us 2 does have the ability to turn that off. Like if you want the pre-order bonus, if you don't want it, which I'm not even sure what it was in that game. I just knew you could, you know, turn it on and off, which is like, oh, wow, <laughs> what a novel concept that should have been baked into games from the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, fuck these $70 games, um, though. I, I also heard I think this was on Giant Bomb. Uh they got asked if Nintendo was going to be partaking and they didn't really have a good answer. And, uh, you know, Nintendo for switch is at least not going to like, I guarantee that the, uh, cause the, uh, the Wii was still at 50 when all the other games switched to 60 It was 50 yeah, for that whole generation. True. It wasn't until the Wii U that they switched to the $60 model like everybody else. So they they always seem to be lagged behind in a way. They're somehow a console generation ahead yet. They're behind on price. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen if uh what's gonna happen with switch numbers. They're gonna they're definitely gonna stay at sixty. There's no way there's no way they could justify upping those to seventy <laughs> when it's already like fundamentally basically as yeah. strong as a well and the like, difference too with them is that they're gonna be sixty and then you're gonna you're gonna wanna buy that game five years from now and it's still gonna be sixty dollars. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Nintendo uh, games Nintendo age like Apple downs. products. Yeah, I mean, I compare them to Apple all the fucking time. They, it, it, it's normally Nintendo published shit never goes down in price. Yeah, like yeah. any other product on their console does go down. Yeah, in price, third but party stuff, but first party stuff you gotta wait until they do Nintendo selects. And I'll tell you, Breath of the Wild is still fucking sixty bucks, and it's That's gonna be until insane. there's Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not fucking wrong. It seems insane yeah, that. And and on that note, um, uh, Frost wanted the, the she found out the Sims Four was on the Xbox, and she wanted it. She's like, "Oh, can we get the Sims on the Xbox?" Oh, Jesus, fifty dollars. No, fifty dollars no. on the f Xbox. You you and with I probably no DLC. Yeah, with <laughs> no, with no DLC, all the deal like oh fuck. And here and the here's the other fucked up thing too. So I mean, I I ended up getting the EA all access thing because it's guess what. 
it's 30 bucks a year. So I got that. And then you can. That's how they get you. Yeah. And then you get The Sims 4. Guess what? If you want to buy The Sims 4 Deluxe, you you still got to pay 70 bucks for it. That's insane. Or 60 bucks. <laughs> We're on the cusp of The Sims 5. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. Just don't, yeah. And like, all that, the amount, the sheer amount of DLC. I can't remember if we. I remember at some point we talked about it, the, the amount of DLC for The Sims, and it's something, some huge, ridiculous number if you bought everything. Yeah, it, oh my god. It's like thousands it's, of dollars. It's broaching close to a thousand bucks. Or I mean it's at least it's at least in the like two, three hundred dollars, which is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think like and I always thought when the conversation on games, because uh entering the PS4 and uh Xbox One generation, it was once again kicked around if games should raise in price. Uh, before obviously this current gen when they did raise it in price yeah but always it was under the stipulation like people have said like oh i'd be fine with them raising the price if like basically if this did away with all the dlc and like microtransactions and it's like it's not gonna buddy (laughs) it's it's the 70 with that on top of it still (laughs) yeah exactly and i can't believe uh, we didn't even talk about this shit, but that uh, NBA 2K game that's coming, uh, not only is it going to be 70, but if you were to buy the version that, because Xbox has the smart delivery, yep. but if you since not everybody is per- openly participating in that, and 2K is not, if you want a copy of the game that gets you both the Xbox One copy and the uh, Series X or vis-a-vis the ps4 slash ps5 version yeah it's like 110 dollars, or it's 100 man. bucks it's something in that vicinity yeah which is crazy you're you're almost literally doubling the price of that fucking game you might you're you might as well be buying two copies of that fucking game yep. at the end of the day yeah that's not cool it's not cool stuff i don't like it plus whatever fucking microtransactions are in there you know what fuck them like i oh yeah like i said well and- 2k slash take uh, take two interactive they're they're getting on my shit list right now <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not I'm not even saying it like uh so I feel in the DLC and microtransaction games nobody's fucking clean. Nobody's squeaky clean yeah. when it comes to this. But Nintendo has offered more with their DLC. Yeah. Um like I, I mostly I always think back just to Just just ignore all the stuff that they've put on Android and iOS. <laughs> um yeah, well, I mean and they they're actually dialing back on doing uh, the mobile stuff. stuff they say it's not really profitable well yeah because they're the way they doing it, it the shitty way that was like blatantly just copying the the formula of other mobile developers that are doing those shitty things but but at least with uh i mostly think of like mario kart um the the dlc in the original on the wii u and just like the uh breath of the wild dlc has been much more substantial than many other games uh, do when it comes to DLC. Uh, granted, that Pokemon DLC, which I haven't dove into yet, I, I've been meaning to, but it, I, it's only like two hours, but it is another wild area that is a yeah. wide open area. So that is, you know, you're still going to spend hours and hours in that area. So yeah, it, it, but it is like the storied content's only two hours, but it's like, what did you expect? It, yeah. Pokemon games are only like 20 25 hours to yep. begin with well i think before we go to break here i wanted to bitch about something so I'll, as we're talking i'm sitting on a kotaku page and they have this little video player that's kind of rolling through like recent videos that they've done 
And the title of this video is the Star Wars Episode 1 Racer Remaster is a little ugly, but I love it. I'm sitting here looking at this video while you're talking. This thing looks fucking amazing. The fuck is wrong with you, Mike <laughs> Fahey? The game looks awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, it looks exactly you know what? what I remember. Pod Racer was always good. Yeah, it was always good. <laughs> It was never bad. Pod racing was the best thing that ever came out of the episode one. That's I will always say that. I will always toe that line. The game is so fucking cool. I want to play it right now. <laughs> like I'm just. I mean, what that? It's so fucking fast. The, You're so fast. Oh my god, he's just go around all those corners. I mean, the game well, looks as amazing you, like, as I remember it looking. What was when it? when a pod would blow up, it would affect your steering. Yes. So you'd have to like correct for being like, oh, like you had a quad pod. So it'd be like two on each side. Yeah. If you lost one engine on one side, it would like slightly oversteer. Yeah. 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 And the game is it's so fast. You're going so fast in this game and you can it, like use boosters to speed up and there's overheating. Like I'll, that game was kind of like F-Zero. It was. It's it's. <laughs> God damn, it's such a good game. I, I really want to just play this shit right now. <laughs> but yeah, if you think this game looks bad, you're wrong. The game is, there's nothing wrong with this game. I still want to see like a built up like, this is what pod racing looks like in Unreal 5. That's, I want to see that, but holy shit. They want a game that looks rough. They should go look at the newly released Deadly Premonition 2. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like... I know Jank is part of that game, but people are fucking up in arms over the frame rate oh and popping. Yeah, and... Um, and yeah, that game looks like fucking duty, <laughs> but I always felt that was, like, the point of those games, but yeah. I, don't under, I don't really understand Deadly Premonition as, like, why it's such a, like, cult hit cultural phenomenon. I know people love the first one, but... Yeah. I don't understand. It looks just like, man... That game, like the first game and even the second game looks like hot fucking trash. Yeah. I mean, um, in this game, it's just like in the in the pod racing, it's just like they they're scrolling through the ships in this video. And like those, they look they, they look cool to me. The thing the thing I think what they did, what they did right with this particular remaster is that they brought it up to the point where the, what you remember the game looking like. Because you know how like when you yeah. go back to an old game, because a lot of Nintendo 64 games, they don't age well because you go back and play them like, man, this looks like fucking shit. But they big polygons, they they updated it just enough. I mean, because it's still like low poly, but they updated it just enough so that it's just like when you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's what I remember this game looking like. And then you just kind of like ignore the fact that it probably looked a lot shittier in, in reality. I mean, and that's kind of the point of a remaster. And I, I think with like the crash i'm gonna air quotes remaster because i i put that in more of a remake yeah it seems like a remake Spyro. yeah but those are even those it's like that's how i remember the game looking i yeah. know it didn't look like that for fucking sure but in your but, head you're like yeah this game looked exactly like this and what i i remember looking up comparisons that i was like i don't remember the original looking as bad as it did yeah like, I, yeah. I was like, I knew it was bad, yeah. but I didn't know it was that bad. Because sometimes I feel like the remasters almost go, like, too far where it's like, yeah, this is, like, super ultra HD. Like, I, for example, like, the Halo 1 remaster, like, I I, I enjoyed the kind of the low poly shitty look of the original Halo. I didn't need it to look high polygon or anything, or even the same thing with, like, Halo 2. Um, but, yeah. But anyway, we should probably... <laughs> Go for a break, and then we'll be back with more news.
Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Fortress of Fandom podcast. I'm Garrett, your host, covering the fandom topics you love most. Superheroes, comics, movies, Star Wars, nerd news, anime, video games, and so much more. If you like any of these topics, come join our band of FOFers and let your fandom flag fly. New episodes almost every week. Find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and search for us on social media at the FOF pod. All right, we are back with more news and we got we got a special segment here on the terminal news we don't get to do it that much anymore but at one point it was prolific enough that we introduced a segment for it and that is this week in lawsuits my favorite my yeah favorite so guess segment. what can you guess what it is this week nope all right Th- this one's gonna throw you for a loop um chinese court says that a movie infringed on SNK's My uh, Shiranui design. So what you're hearing here is that China defended intellectual property. Ain't that something? (laughs) There's a first for everything. Yeah. So this movie, uh, 2018 movie that uh, called Warrior Angels, released in China. It's a fantasy comedy with characters that uh, certainly resemble iconic from the, uh, uh, those from the King of Fighters. Um, and now a court in Beijing ruled that the movie violated SNK's pro- copyright. Um, so this character, uh, I'm trying to I think. I'm trying to remember how you pronounce names that start with a Q. Is it? Like a ch- sound, I think it's Chow Fan. Yeah, I think so. Or is it a G- is it is a G sound? No, I, I think it's a it's a Chow. Yeah, it's either Chow or Zhao. I I want to say Chow Fan can't control her power. After she's attacked by an unknown assassin, she is forced to avenge her father. She transforms into a red clad woman faced with a more mysterious evil force. Chow Fan is about to challenge an incredibly an incredible journey of revenge. Um. And that's the character in it. It just, it looks exactly like my, so yeah, but here's a, here's a kicker. SNK is Chinese owned too. (laughs) So in the end, China's the winner. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if SNK was an American company, they wouldn't be doing that. No, (laughs) I got to get up on, on my mega soapbox over here. Where's my red hat? My red hat made in China. (laughs) Uh, have you seen those around town yet they i've i've seen a couple the stands people put up to sell trump merchandise all no, made in china no that's funny you got your trump flags your trump campaign signs their hats your shirts i mean you know none of that is made in the u.s none of it <laughs> but you know they just you can you push that narrative i guess you can be wrong <laughs> not to get political or anything but you know um anyway so that was this week in lawsuits now we can move back to some regular video game news um so up first we have there is a vr Mega Man experience in japan so i know you're already booking first 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 class flights out to to do this i I love vr so you gotta (laughs) yeah you you vr but it's Mega Man, or i mean as it's known in japan rock man Rockman makes more sense. Knowing that his name is Rockman makes everything make more sense. Because you have yeah. roll. Oh, yeah. Rock and roll. It was supposed to be yeah. rock and roll, but we changed roll the name man. to Mega Man. So it's Mega Man and roll. It doesn't make any sense. 
Beep. This, this should be Roll Man. Rock There's and Roll Man. Rock Beep. Man and Roll Man. Like all the <laughs> names are bait like music based. Okay, so when I see when I keep hearing Rock Man, I always thought like actually like a rock. <laughs> like treble treble and yeah, yeah. Uh, bass or bass oh, as Jesus. he's technically supposed to be. But in the VO they call them bass, so he's bass oh, God. now. He's, <laughs> no. Damn it. Uh, God, it, it, like it, uh, they fucked it up really yeah. bad in the localization. I mean, I do think Mega Man, <laughs> is as still they really did with everything in the, as like, they did with everything in the early days. Well, because like beat and like beat is just obviously like a beat, but then Eddie is supposed to be like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> okay, I see it. Yeah, wow. Um, Doctor Wright next. instead of Doctor Light. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> oh man. It um. Up next, Horizon Zero Dawn releases on Steam and the Epic Game Store on August seventh. So yeah, if you've been waiting, released. if you've um, been waiting for that PC release, it's coming. Got it looks month. real good on PC, but I mean it, it. It's already a really good looking game. It's just gonna oh, run yeah, smoother totally. on PC. Um, I can hope with uh, Death Stranding, it it looks real real good on PC. Yeah, uh, Ubisoft employees have grave concerns over Toronto Studios' misconduct allegations. So I'm not sure um, where this falls in line with the rest of the Ubisoft stuff that we had talked about last week um, with the misconduct. But I, because I know Ubisoft had released statements and said that they're making a lot of change, just kind of shaking up the uh, the infrastructure of the company. Um, but I guess this does uh, the Toronto uh, studio still has concerns. Um, let's see. So on Friday, June 26th, more than 100 Ubisoft Toronto employees sent a letter to the studio's leadership, including managing director. Uh, we, the undersigned employees of the Ubisoft Toronto, are coming to you with grave concerns about ongoing reported harassment and an inability to feel safe or protected within our own studio. And they came after a week of allegations against several employees of Ubisoft, including one from a woman who said on social media that uh, Adrian Escoblades Gibinigi, that is the G B I N I G I. How do you, how do you pronounce that? I don't, I don't know what to, uh, it's a prominent Ubisoft development liaison based at the studios to work on marketing. Uh, watchdogs Legion, uh, sexually assaulted her while others said he harassed them shortly after the woman told her story story. Uh, he denied the assault claim in a now-deleted Medium post. Shortly afterwards, Ubisoft said they were looking very closely into the allegations to determine the next steps. Um, so they were demanding more accountability in that letter. So I am not sure where things stand currently, but um, hopefully things keep changing in the better direction. This is a long-ass article. Holy shit, I'm like scrolling. I'm still scrolling here. Um but yeah, hopefully things get better within the studio. I think you mentioned last week how that seemed like they they were one of the studios that kind of turned a blind eye all to this a lot in the past. Yeah, it, it sounded that way, and it sounds like they are trying to course correct. Um, yeah, which I don't know. It, 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 like I said, I, I know. I mean, it's, it's coming from the top down now. So yeah, it was like people have a lot of hate for Ubisoft, but like I said, I don't see companies like Activision and EA doing much different. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're being a little bit better than them at the very least. And strictly For talking sure. mega corporations in gaming, which Ubisoft is like the smallest when it comes to that. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they almost they only recently just uh, fought off a hostile takeover. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and then part of it had to do with uh, giving you know, taking China money. <laughs> You're going to be like the Alex Jones of podcasting talking about China taking over video game. <laughs> um so you sent this to me, a controller built for Xbox game streaming. That controller um, looks cool as fuck. Yeah, so of course it's made by 8BitDo. 8BitDo. Is that how you say that? 8BitDo? It's kind of awkward to say. 8BitDo? It's awkward to say, but yeah. It, it looks sort of like the um, gamepad for the Switch that they made. Yeah, it looks like a SNES controller with the analog sticks. Yeah. But... It's black and has an Xbox button, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder, like, at what point do they make these so that they just work on all the consoles? <laughs> it's like, what if I want an Xbox One and I want to use it on my Switch? I mean, you could use that one on the PC, which... That's true. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I mean, that'd be a pretty good PC controller. Yeah. I, I and, mean, and it's that's kind of why too, I considered so. buying it, is so I could just use it on my PC. I, uh, might, play, I might have to do that. Play those Xbox Game Pass games on PC using it. I might, I might have to do that. Play it on it's my lap. Cool use it for my laptop. Because you can even adjust it. Like we talked about these controllers before, but you can adjust the sensitivity on like the yep. triggers and everything, uh, the tension on them. Just really cool. <laughs> yeah, Epido makes some solid stuff. I I might have to pick one of these up for myself for my uh, laptop gaming when I if I ever play anything on my laptop that requires a controller. Which I mean, I'm, I mean, really dangerous. Priced. I might. They're like fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah, I it's might have to bad. get one of these and try try Elite Dangerous with the uh, the thumb sticks. But I don't know. I also do have fucking like five Xbox One controllers already, so I don't. I might as well just pair one to my PC. But See, that's that's my issue. It's just more shit. Yeah, it's more shit. <clears throat> more shit. Um, speaking of more shit, uh, Sega announces a mini arcade cabinet filled with thirty six games. This thing looks cool as shit. You see this? It's like a it's Japanese style. I know it's so small, but God, it, it's like a little mini Japanese style arcade <laughs> cabinet. I want it. I love the design of those, the Japanese arcade cabinets. They were designed to be to use while sitting instead of standing. They, Which is I, smarter. They know me. What were we thinking in the States? I think here they just wanted kids to get in and out. They want get them to the hang around. Out. Get in here, spend your quarters and get the fuck out. I mean, uh, either way, they're still making their money because you still have to keep dumping quarters into these games. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, the other Sega thing was really small too, which is unfortunate because they did like they were doing like the what was it the Game Gear Mini, which is like why? <laughs> yeah, and I still stand by the fact that there were no good games on that console. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the Sonic game, but you why wouldn't you just play that on the Genesis? Yeah. Or it, or the master system if you're not in the U.S. I don't know. It's I think I we've talked about this before, but like I like the name Genesis, but I do think Master System's got a cool ring to it. It does does. Um, or was there's the Sega uh, Mega Drive or? Oh, maybe no. Is it the, the Mega, Mega Drive? Dri I thought it was the Master System. Was the Master Fuck. System or Mega Drive? It was one of those. Hold on, Sega Master System. Uh, yeah, the Mega Drive was the Genesis. Okay, so Genesis, it, aka Mega Drive, which I, I, the fuck was the Master System then? Did it come before or after? I don't know shit about Sega. The Master System was before. Okay, so the Master System came before? 
The Mega Drive, yep. The Mega Drive? Master System was an 8-bit. Uh, Mega Drive huh. was 16. Well, not so master then, is it? <laughs> Get out of here. 8-bit Master System? Come on. What are you thinking, Sega? Yeah, so, But the, the Mega Drive, I think, is like kind do they, of a do cooler they, name than the Genesis. Does the Sega come out? And and denounce its former racist master name. <laughs> God damn it, Justin. <laughs> Call it the the fuck. Because I what was it? The last one I read was uh fucking <laughs> um um what's the coding site? Fuck GitHub. They're because they have they have like master and slave references. Um, <laughs> and they're they're changing it to primary and secondary. So is the master system, is that going to become the primary system? In the Nintendo, the NES, that's the secondary system. <laughs> is is Windows going to go back and and change all the references to the master boot re- or master boot record to be the primary boot record all the way back to Windows three point one? This is Windows primary. Is Seagate <laughs> going to come into my house and and tape over? the master and slave bus on my hard on my hard drives my or master and slave pins and <laughs> yes, and uh and they're re uh rewrite rewrite re- rewrite my god i can't say that word rewrite my um they're gonna rewrite your code personally they're, they're gonna have to rewrite my my fucking bios because it says master and slave in there robo justin i actually know my, my my latest one I think it doesn't say master and slave anymore. My latest computer, my most new computer says it's primary, secondary. It doesn't. Yeah, there's no references to to master and slave in the newest one. So my my newest Asus motherboard is already woke. (laughs) So (laughs) so, that's such a dumb fucking segment. It's a a, a woke motherboard. it's It's my woke board. Um, shit. Hey, here's here's news. Here's news for you. Uh, Donkey Kong Country is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, um, I'm real excited for that. I don't know if that I haven't just done enough digging in that, but I know like the NES games have the whole pass the controller thing. So I'm hoping it has that for the SNES games. So I that'd can be sweet. Play that with my friend uh, that lives in another state. Yeah. So we that's going to be the, July 15th. The two player uh, competitive. Yeah, that's sweet. Um. They say Halo 3 comes... No, I didn't. Halo 3 is coming to PC on July 14th, finally. (laughs) So if you're looking forward to that, that's pretty cool. So it'll be obviously part of the uh, Halo Master Chief collection on the PC. So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play it. Um, A fan builds his own disgusting Super Nintendo PlayStation 1 hybrid. This thing looks like a monster. This should never exist. (laughs) It's like, it looks like a Super Nintendo that's twice as tall as a Super Nintendo. Why would you? God. (laughs) It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Okay, let's see. Uh, Gaming PC hardware executive dies at 56. The uh, president of MSI. It's, um, man, that's really young. That's unfortunate. But, um, and it says it suddenly died. So... I wonder if it was just bad health or just unfortunate. Something out of anybody's control. But rest in peace. Sheng Chan Chang. Also known as Charles Chang. That that's that's a weird AKA. When, don't don't bother calling me my name. Just call me Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Damn. Jesus Christ. 
He was discovered in the company parking lot after falling from the seventh floor of his office building. Wow. Fuck. See, I was thinking like, man, maybe he had a heart attack, but holy shit. He had been with the company for over two decades. Man, that's... The the cause of death is still unconfirmed, um, but the uh, original Yahoo article does end with Taiwan suicide prevention number. Man, that is that took a turn that I did not expect. But yeah, well, I mean, my thoughts go out to his family and uh, obviously MSI, uh, one of my favorite uh, particular brands that I buy PC parts for too. So yeah, that's sad. All right, well time to move on to the next article um the sims is getting a reality show i i don't know what they could possibly do but <laughs> yep one person plays god and controls real people and puts okay. them in the pool and deletes the ladder <laughs> yes. that's, that's probably going to be a scenario like escape the pool after the god person deletes the ladder and that'll be that then they have to vote the person off that sucked at getting out of the pool <laughs> uh metal gear solid 5 is leaving game pass next week and when this episode comes out that will be this week um God, replace it so a good game leaves metal gear solid 5 a shitty game fallout 76 replaces it <laughs> come on now i'm kind of pissed at myself for not actually like playing <laughs> playing it when i had the chance now i'm gonna have to buy it <laughs> fuck um I have a couple more articles here and then we can call this an episode. Um, but the, the okay hand gesture is removed from Call of Duty because it inexplicably became a like white power dog whistle over the last couple years. Um, yeah, so they're uh, removing it from the game. Uh, Valorant's first ultra skin is uh, $100. So like I was saying about microtransactions, these, ain't, these cosmetics ain't so micro anymore. It, it, they, you could say they cost more than a first first party next gen game just for a, a fucking cosmetic. That blows my mind. I don't get any of this shit, Marcus. Why would somebody spend a hundred dollars on a cosmetic item? I don't get like I don't you like, bragging rights. Five, yeah, they look at my money that I'd like to burn. And just, I'm just, you might as well just burn. And the you were talking about fireworks earlier. I'm talking about fireworks. I'm talking about literally, literally burning money. That's more, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You got me there because I am literally burning money with fireworks. Um, Jeez. Um, and here's one. There's last article I have here that's more positive. Um, World of Warcraft's improved character creator will enable a lot more diversity. So it sounds like they're putting some more work into the character creator in World of Warcraft. Um, but with the uh, upcoming Shadowlands expansion, the character creator... Um, it's getting a upgrade slash overhaul, and apparently it's adding a real afro, <laughs> as opposed to fake afros. I I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. So the customization improvements go beyond simple hairstyle and skin skin color choices. Um, the addition of the cool tyrants, the alliance allied race, you must unlock in the battle for Azeroth, but available at the start of Shadowlands, added more body diversity to the game, supplementing the pandaren with larger bodies for men and crucially women. Uh, further disability is often forgotten or implemented poorly in the diversity of video games conversation. Um, but uh, they will now let you choose your your milky white irises for one or both eyes to represent blindness. 
It's like you can make a blind guy, I guess. That okay. And there's they intend to make gender changes, uh, free in Shadowlands. I guess you that's something you had to pay money to do before. That's weird. Yeah, you know they like to milk people for money. That's that's what <laughs> yeah, these companies. Yeah. It is Blizzard. Yeah, it's it true. It's Activision. It's Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They said unfortunately they can't fix it right now, but they do intend with Shadowlands to take that out of being a paid service and just putting it in the bar. You could go to the barbershop to change your gender. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just sounds so absurd. I'm going to change my in game gender. Hold on. I got to go visit the barber. It's going to lop my dick off. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this podcast ever. again. <laughs> oh, you act like you've never had this done, Justin. Yeah, you never had your dick cut off <laughs> at the barber. It's a digital dick or digital vagina. So I thought you just did it in front of a dresser, but that's just a Sims thing, I guess. I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, that they're going by the uh, real world universe rules where uh, doctors and barbers were once the same thing. <laughs> God. Sounds horrible. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I don't know, unless you have anything else you want to bring in for news. Um, There was something. Can't remember what it was. There was it something. It feels very important, whatever it oh, was. Oh, shit. I just can't remember it. Oh, God. I know. I feel like I am forgetting something, too, but I can't remember what it was. We're going to get, like, halfway through the next episode and be like, ah, shit. Oh, right, right. Uh, Paper Mario, uh, Origami King, uh doesn't have exp but uh don't be fooled that's a little misleading there's a lot of articles going out about that today uh based on gameplay videos that went out uh it's misleading in the fact that experience and coins are just the same currency oh really so you'll you'll buy stat upgrades with coins or oh, okay. like better gear with coins huh so i which i'm okay with you know that's yeah not the worst as long like, as it, it's not uh the card game. <laughs> I'm fucking. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like that doesn't fully rest my fears with that game yet, but there is like early reviews from what I would assume Japanese copies uh, or just different countries with different embargoes, uh, which seem like it's performing okay. It seems like it's reviewing yeah. more on par with something like Super Paper Mario and good. Ahead that's, of something like Color Splash and uh, Sticker Star, so God. that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's good news. Well, hopefully, uh, well, it's good for me because I already bought it. Yeah, so I'm already <laughs> yeah. fucked. Yeah, you're already you're fucked if it wasn't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it here and uh, call that a cast. With my, it's not as fun to end the show without putting a bullet in it. We're not allowed to do that currently. <laughs> Okay, things will go back to fun and games eventually, but not right now. Not right now. I just, I really want to murder this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Especially how I just dragged everything through the mud there at the end. <laughs> oh. All right, well, if you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, despite me trying with my best effort to sabotage um, this episode and being the shittiest episode of all time, um... Uh, you can give us five stars on Apple and Podchaser. And uh, also, please share the show with your friends. If you're into this 
this this shit, this veer, this 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 vile. What's what's the other word? I almost said virile, but this that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but uh, if you like this, share it with your friends because you're bound to have friends that are also into this. Oh, and I want to clarify: EA is interested in buying WB Game Division. Oh shit! That's that's last minute news here at the oh, end oh, of the top bottom of the hour. I forgot about this. Oh the shit! Here we go. Spanish voice act. This was the important thing that I was missing. The Spanish voice actors for uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild two said they wrapped voice acting, but that that's also kind of become a weird misnomer in a way. But the the thing I always came back to was that how many voice lines could they fucking record? Like <laughs> basically silent protagonist. <laughs> How many hi-yahs do they fucking need? <laughs> Link sounds. Yeah, like usually, I mean, localization slash voice work is kind of the last stuff done. Yeah. But at the same time, people took that to be like, oh, the game's almost done. It's due this year. And I'm like, no, that's a next year game guaranteed. Like, I, yeah. I assure you, that's the next year game. And I think even sure. if it... Let's just say it's done. Um, the, Nintendo has an unprecedented level of polish on their games. Like, Nintendo games don't have as many fucking wackadoo bugs as other games do, or crashes like other games do. So, they're just going to be polishing that game for some time until it's, like, fully ready. Yeah, until um, it's super shiny. And, I mean, what I think they're gunning for, in all honesty, is releasing it in March Uh on the four-year anniversary of uh, the first Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Which is next year. Like, I, I just feel that's what they're shooting for, at the very least. If they'll hit it, who fucking knows? But yeah, that's just the impression I get of all this. Yeah, it makes sense. To be like, yeah, I, I see them being like, March 3rd, that's the date we're shooting for. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> that was last-minute news with Marcus. Uh, if, again, if you enjoyed the show, give us five stars on Apple and or Podchaser. Share the show with your friends. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to our website, lga.gg, and find our Discord at chat.lga.gg, where you can hang out with us and chat with us. And by us, I mean me. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to book me for any shows where I'm a background character, contact, contact Justin. Me. He's my agent. I'm his, um, I'm his agent. Yeah, Marcus is looking. He's currently looking for background character gigs and podcasts. Justin if you does have take that a available, five percent finders fee. Yeah, um, from whatever I would get paid, which really sucks. He's really fucking gouging me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you want to book marcus for you marcus for your show as a background character he is available just contact me um you can do so either by reaching out to me on twitter or emailing me at social at lga.gg and uh yeah also if you have questions you can email that same email just ask us questions we'll answer it on the podcast and i think that's gonna do it so we're gonna cut the the, the episode off right here and uh and we'll see you next time peace doomed to be background characters in other people's podcasts. <laughs>
We're background characters in our own show. We're we're background characters to the podcast community. <laughs> our podcast is a background podcast. We're background characters in the giant bomb cast, but that's just implying just game podcasts in general. <laughs> <laughs>